Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. What? I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. I'm at the Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Oh, shit. Bell. Yeah. Okay. I just put the hourglass. Yeah. Okay. So we're rolling. Can you curse? Do you guys curse or no? Yeah, I, I, yeah, we, we can, can but you can't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Hello and uh, welcome to uh, I only like their old stuff. Episode seven: Memorial Day guest stars and movie stars. Uh, I'm Jeho, and with me, as always, every week is uh, Ruth. Heyo. Uh, and this week, we're proud to announce we have a special guest, uh, Tom Sibley, comedian hey. from New York. What's up, Tom? <laughs> and, uh, I'm Tom, hilarious. I'm out. Tom is a, is, is a professional comedian from New York. And, uh, yeah, not they brought in guns. the big guns for the show. Yeah, and uh, he's a special guest star. His uh, website is thetomsibley.com. So check him out. Yeah, it's 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 got show dates on it and all kinds of stuff. So and a blog. I would talk about me myself. You got a blog? Yeah, so you're, yeah. You're you're not only audio blogging, but you're you're literary blogging as well. This is my first foyer, I guess, into audio blogging. Hey, don't use those big music. words on this show, okay? <laughs> what? Foyers. People make we, fun of me. I use big words a lot. People make fun of that. They really think it's like effeminate and annoying. But you're in New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm in New York right now. I'm in Queens, Astoria, it's Queens. City. It's very urban outside my window right now. <laughs> There's an 80, 80% chance of urban right now. <laughs> you got a lot of... Lot we of heard some out. urban sounds when we were doing the mic yeah, check. I, I live in an extremely... Um, like a uh, Brazilian and Latino neighborhood. So at any given time, there's just a lot of really spirited, festive noise outside my window. Is that, is that cool? Does that make you feel like you're in the scene or does that make you feel like well, irritated? I don't really want to be in like the Brazilian busboy scene, but I'm very much a part of it right now where I live. <laughs> um, you know what? <clears throat> you know, the first thing we do is number one fan and number one hater. Although, okay. I don't, I don't have, I haven't prepared a number one fan or a number one hater this week. Oh, we have yeah. a number one fan. Is this I like prepared. a fan of the show? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's number one fan. Oh. Have you ever have listened, you even to, our listened show? to this show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he listened to like the first episode. Liar! Yeah. I and and it's at the beginning show. of the show every week, so that means you didn't even listen like two minutes into it. <laughs> no, I. I, I kind of glazed over the last episode. The last six episodes. <laughs> Every episode. Wow. I know who number one hater is this week. Yeah, who's, really. Who's, oh, me. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you, no. So no, I wouldn't say hater, just like complacent, uninterested person. There's another word, complacent. <laughs> Three syllables. Keep it down to two syllables. These SAT words. <laughs> So, yeah, so Groove, we do have a number one fan this week. You're just forgetting it. I'm going to be embarrassed when you, I'll, I'll kick Well, this. you had lunch with her last oh, week. Oh, oh, yeah, well, there's that. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so our number one fan this week is uh, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Nancy, who we used to work with, and uh, 
think very highly of. And she's so nice. She's so nice. She is really nice. She was driving from South Carolina to Colorado, right? She's going out there to work on this ranch. Wow. This, like, five-star resort ranch where, like, all these... ranch dressing? (laughs) That's so bad. Yeah, that was... Professional comedian Tom Sibley. (laughs) You're welcome. New York City. New York City. You know what's great about ranch dressing? (laughs) It's delicious on anything. Salad. I can't even put salad. it in my cereal when I ran out of milk. Oh, uh, if you would have listened to episode five, you would have heard a lot of talk about cereal, Tom. Anyways, so Nancy was driving from South Carolina to Colorado, and she stopped. It's not like the Colorado. fucking Beatles. It's not like the White Album you're putting out. It's a podcast, <laughs> Jesus. Well, and you're guest starring on it. So. Yeah, really. Hell yeah. Well, this is Website. where your career is at right now. <laughs> the um. The upswing. Yeah, it's all up from here, Tom. <laughs> Listen, when they do it behind the music, Tom Sibley, <laughs> Tom Sibley, you can talk about the, the turning point. What was your turning point? Well, I had to say. Uh, I, I only like their old stuff really changed things. At that point, I really knew the sky was the limit, and I could just <laughs> let loose. I could spread my wings. Yeah, that was, was the lowest point in my life. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was putting ranch dressing on my cereal. And, uh, <laughs> Selling ranch dressing jokes. <laughs> I was doing my bit on ranch dressing, and I knew that. <laughs> so, anyways, Nancy stopped off in Knoxville. The ranch dressing say. woman. Yes. Okay. Yes, she. Uh, and and we were talking, and I I I just assumed that she had only listened to like one or two episodes, and she was like, "No way, you know, like I've listened to them all, and really hyping it up, and." She um, just wasn't it, blabbing so she would get credit for it, which is commendable. It do is. You think she, wait, do you think she was trying to get on the, the number one hype person? That's, no, no. Some, see, some people are, though. Some people do try. Really. A lot of people hype it up. And actually, we do have a shout-out to give this week. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, to our buddy Nate Helgerson down in Florida right now. He just sent us a text message last night that said, I got engaged. And he said, give me a shout-out on IOLTOS, which, you know, I mean, if I get engaged, when I get engaged, that's the first thing I'm going to want to do is get a shout-out on a podcast. Congrats. I I got engaged. I'm engaged. (laughs) Are you you trying to steal Nate Helgerson's moment? No no offense to the guy in Florida, no, but I I, I seriously am engaged. I got engaged uh, in March. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, that- Nate got engaged yesterday, so he beats oh, you. Yeah. Nah, congratulations, but, um, Nate. And if you knew Nate Helgerson, you would know that con- truly congratulations to him for finding a woman <laughs> that would put up with his insane ass. My he's, fa- a, he's a beautiful blend of, like, total and complete lack of common sense and also, like, a sprinkling of, of pure genius yeah. somewhere inside of that to where he, he's – some sort of non-common sense savant. With just a dash of absolute dumb luck in there that he just <laughs> good things happen to him. He's he's actually in the military. Uh, God help us all, learning how to fly planes, and uh, which is perfect for Memorial Day. Today's Memorial Day, so oh yeah, happy yeah. Memorial Day, guys. Yeah, Congratulations. so honor our troops there, Nate Helgerson. And my favorite thing about Nate is that we used to work together and we lived in the same uh, house together. We lived out in this big common room and. Uh, Nate slept on the other side of the room, and my fan was next to his bed, pointing towards my bed. 
and every morning he would spray his uh his deodorant. He had spray deodorant. He's like the last man in America using spray deodorant. Yeah, like right guard or something. Yeah, he would spray it, but none of it would get under his arm. It would all go into the back of the fan, and it would blow across the room into my face and wake me up every morning. That's how you woke up every morning. I yeah, it was that. just right guard in my face. When you guys actually – that kind of reminds me. Um, when you guys wear deodorant, how how much do you put on? Mm. Mm. Because I my fiance's actually giving me a lot of crap because – a lot of the armpits of my T-shirts are like very thick and waxy and oh, uh, yeah. kind of gross. Do you and wear antiperspirant or you wear deodorant? Uh, both actually, antiperspirant deodorant. Okay, I see. I don't wear. I wear deodorant and I put a lot of that on, but that doesn't leave like a waxy buildup. The antiperspirant is what's the problem. Yeah, but don't you have like sweaty pits then? Uh, yeah, but I think you're, my my theory is you're supposed to sweat some. It's just a matter of making yourself smell better. Have okay. you seen that new commercial with the guy lifts his arms and there's like a water park <laughs> yeah, coming that's out? That's a great commercial. That's very funny. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> so if if I don't put on at least a half a can of of deodorant under my arm, then it's all over and people are gonna drown. Do you so, smell? Yeah. Do I smell? Well, I smell like the the uh, the deodorant. I'm I'm using Swagger right now. It's, <laughs> uh, I stick with the um, the Old Spice with the deodorant and the soap. That's what I, I'm. I'm brand loyal. You are an old spice man. I'm old spice with soap and and the other like, like the liquid know. soap, the the kind you the liquid. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it's for the for hair and body, because I may not have a lot of hair on top of my head, but I have a lot of hair on most of the rest of my body. <laughs> you, you don't have a, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You're bald. See, I I don't I. And go right ahead. Sell it out. Go ahead. Well, no, it's it's just. Um, for, for the listeners, the, the millions of <laughs> listeners out there, uh, Dave either was giving me a lot of crap before that uh, I don't wash my hair a lot. And uh, you're not supposed to wash your hair a lot. For the, and that's for people that have Who? Who, who told you that? Everyone, when I just got doctor? my hair cut. Did you go to the doctor's office? He said, you know what? You're not supposed to wash your hair a lot. Yeah. Well, No. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no such thing as like a hair doctor. Well, there is. They're called stylists. I get my hair cut. Yeah. And she told me, she's like, yeah, you shouldn't wash your hair all the time. Because it looks better, too. The natural oils make it look better. The natural oils. That's a buzzword for you. You've said it three times now. It's just Some natural oils. <laughs> Some you put patchouli you in your hair? Yeah, you sprinkle like, a little patchouli on. And now, I've never Egyptian met Joe. Bus. Does Joe have hair? Joey has a lot of yeah. He's hairy. He's Shit, got hair. He's got do a full. Wa- how hair. often do you wash your hair, Joe? Every day, sometimes twice a day. I can't stand it to be greasy. I can't stand it to have natural oils. <laughs> well, you, when you're bald someday, and I got this big thick head of hair, we'll see who's talking about natural oils. That's not going to cost you to go bald, not having the natural oils in your hair. Sure, will. No, sure. It won't. That's what that. Yep. I don't think Wikipedia. That. Check out Wikipedia. You're gonna go to Wikipedia, Wikipedia. and type That's in natural oils. Liable source. You're gonna ha- you're gonna be sitting in the mall one day, Tom, and a bunch of pigs are gonna run at you and tackle you, and you're gonna be on that Axe shampoo commercial. Girls hate greasy hair or something. Yeah. What, what is it with me in the Axe ad campaigns? Are you, do you work for Axe or? No, I don't. I'm looking forward to them. Tweeting me and saying thanks for your hype on the podcast. Oh well, congratulations! That's good. yeah, our first yeah. sponsor. Something to look forward to. 
When you, you uh, are you on? Are either one of you on Twitter? Oh yeah. Well, I started once Twitter. again. <laughs> I don't listen to the show. Okay. Well, I'm start now. We even have a Twitter feed for this podcast, huh? Oh, am I on it? Uh, well, we're gonna put you on it after we record the show. We'll put your website on the Twitter feed. Yeah. Oh, so great! You can check Thank it you out. Guys. All of our we have six subscribers to the Twitter feed. Oh, okay. And so all six of them. You figure about a quarter of them will probably go to your website. So. All, all six of the subscribers are actually subscribers to our own Twitter feeds as well. So yeah. they might not actually go to it because they get it on ours. Either way, you're gonna yeah, have you gotta get the I name mean, out there. You're, you're gonna, gonna have no like three more hits. Yeah. Oh, don't don't you worry. You're gonna be household name after this one. Well, let's move right into our our our, our theme or topic for today. Well, it's we then, yeah. Transition right with the uh, with the um, the deodorant talk actually because it's it's getting hot. It is. It's the first day of the summer. Yeah, Memorial Day it really kicks it off. It does, and mm-hmm. and so we're going to talk a little bit about summer. I'll go ahead and kick it off and say that summer is my least favorite season <laughs> of the year. Um, we've already addressed how much I sweat, plus my girth adds to that, and so Have I you put on I, weight since have I seen you. Yeah, I put on. I'm I'm putting on weight right now. <laughs> <laughs> as we do this, and if and you had to pinpoint, I always am interested in this. What is the the one thing that you think is really putting you over the top? Like the one food or drink. Hmm. I, I think it's less about the food or drink and more about the the lack of exercise. <laughs> because if I do exercise, I start to shed the weight. Because I don't really, I mean, I, well, I would say probably if we refer back to our food episode, the uh, the crispy chicken. I love that episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only like, yeah, you only like the old the old episodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I guess I I think it's the I I think it's the lack of exercise combined with the frequency of fast food. <laughs> so fast food, you're a big fast food guy. Mm-hmm. Why don't what, what's I, holding you back from exercise? Like what what just sheer laziness? No, it's the fact that I don't like to sweat. Really? I mean, we've already. T- I mean, I put on enough deodorant not to have to sweat during the day. I don't like to go and per- and volunteer myself for sweat. Now, granted, I I go on. I, I did a lot of exercise when I was in high school with the sports and whatnot, and 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 a lot of me is a lack of initiative. Um, and I'm selling myself out here because I know once I, once I put it out into the universe, I'm going to have to change it. And, um, but, but for me, it's not having somebody to tell me to do it. Well, here, I, I can solve all your problems right now. <laughs> not only is he a comedian, folks, but he's a salesman. Go ahead. Start swimming. You don't sweat in the water. Thank you. There you go. Done. So, yeah, Done. You get you one. You get you one of them plastic pools. Put it on your front yard. <laughs> Boom! Every day laps. There you go. <laughs> or save up a few bucks and buy yourself like an infinity pool. Yeah. Those well, things are cheap. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I'll just really you know I'll, I'll just ten percent of my paycheck. In a couple of weeks, I'll have it. It's tithing. You'll feel better if you exercise. I I I I started eating better and exercising and i gotta tell you it really it feels they're, they're not kidding when they say it makes you feel better <laughs> it combats the, depression like no other the hair really doctors does. what 
The hair doctors are the ones that told you that? Yeah. My yeah. stylist tells me everything. She really covers the whole gambit. and, and You really <laughs> are urban. Yeah. Living in Queens and going to see a stylist? like New York else. City. Uh, I, I say, it was actually my, my uh, Selena is my fiance's name. It was Selena's sister cut my hair. And she, uh, sure. she did a great job. I, you should see my haircut right now. It's fantastic. Well, I went to your website and I saw your haircut. <laughs> um, that's an old picture. That's an old picture. No, that's what they all say. Might want to get a new picture. You did have some sweet indie New York City glasses on. Well, the, I have new glasses as well. <laughs> it's all Everything's new. <laughs> Tom has reinvented himself. He's new for summer. It's it's, yeah, yeah, it's for look. summer. It's a new look for summer. Let's get back to summer, shall yeah. we? And I'll just go ahead and say the other reason that I don't like summer, okay, aside from the heat and humidity, is the fact that there's no other sport going on besides baseball. Mm. Yeah. You don't like you don't like baseball. I'm not. I can't really get into it. I've tried over and over again, um, but much to the chagrin of several of my friends. Well, see, here's the thing. I got a lot of my friends. They play on a baseball team, a summertime baseball team. They never invited me to play on it because, and it's not because of that that I don't like baseball because I, I had no interest to play on it. But they had me the first time I ever did any kind of fantasy sports. <laughs> was fantasy baseball, and that was like two years ago. And if you know anything about baseball or fantasy baseball, there's like a million things to do, and people are making trades every day, and you got to put people on like injury reserve lists, and 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 baseball. I mean, every there's like five games every hour, uh, and I can't, I just couldn't keep up with it. So not only did it put me off of baseball, but it put me off of fantasy sports in general as well. Well, that's what I really like about – that's the reason I like baseball is because it's such a constant. It's always – you can always know that there's a baseball game on once the summer hits, and I take a lot of comfort in that. Do you watch baseball on the television? I do, yeah. I watch a lot of Mets games. Mets? Yeah, the New York Mets. Yeah. What do you think about the new ticket prices in the stadiums? I don't – it's it's so absurd to me that, like – it's that expensive to go to these places. It's just, it's disgusting is, is what I think of it, to be perfectly honest. Okay. I did get to go. You can quote me I, on that. You can send that to Steinbrenner, actually, please. Tom Sibley <laughs> says, prices are disgusting. <laughs> the, uh, but Zeal could be on the phone to you immediately. When I visited Raleigh, I did go with um, with some friends of some friends of ours that live in that live in the area. They took us to a Durham Bulls game, which, if you saw, you know, Bull Durham, the movie with Tim Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon, that's the actual team that the movie was about. It wasn't really a documentary; it was a fictional story. However, Wait, did we you went see to Kevin that. Kevin penis in that? Was that was that in that? <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't I remember. I haven't seen the movie, but... <laughs> I, I thought Bull no, Durham was, was a reference was, to his penis, like... But the, no? I don't even remember that Kevin Costner was in it. That, it was, was, that was Field of Dreams you're thinking of. <laughs> or no, maybe Bull the love Durham. of the game. It's, the it's the, not a Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon movie. It's a... It's fucking... Oh, excuse my language. Sorry. It's Kevin Costner. Okay. Yeah, but it, Tim it, Robbins is in it, though, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, well, Done. <laughs> problem <Disgusting>. solved. Next. <laughs> Real perspective of Kevin Costner there, making I sure do, he gets his I, credit. I, 
I do like going to a minor league game. That's what I was going to say. I like going to the games. They're fun because it's like you, you, you persevere through the inning, and then right there for about two or three minutes, you have something really cool happen. Like some kids are trying to play a game to win some prizes, or you've got the <laughs> driving around in a golf cart around the edge of the field, and then it gets back to the game, and you sit and you wait for that to be over, and then there's another fun mini game. It's like a mini game party, you know, in between innings. Yeah. See, I, I used to watch baseball a lot as a kid, and then the strike happened, and I just kind of got turned off by it. And as more of these like steroid allegations and things come out, I just, I just can't. I tried to get back into baseball, and I just can't do it. But if I'm gonna watch a game, I do like going to a game much better than watching it on TV. Yeah, it's just it's like an experience. It really is an experience going to the ball game and just you know maybe you're not even paying that close attention to the game, but you're just kind of there and it's a nine-inning vacation. Yeah, yeah, it, it's quite relaxing, I think. I also find watching it relaxing. Yeah, okay. whether it be at a bar or at the actual game. Okay. Well, uh, what else comes with summer? We can we can talk about some summer blockbusters. I know that's a big thing for a lot of for me in particular. I did like. Any, to, did, did any of you guys see the Terminator movie? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I I went um, two nights ago um, with Mackenzie and. Uh, a buddy of mine, Paul, Paul Kane, P. Kane, came. Uh, he's been in town this weekend, and, um, and and we invited my sister to go, who's not seen any of the first three Terminator movies. And so <laughs> as we were walking to the box office, we gave her a quick synopsis of, of what happened in the first three Terminator movies. And, um, and she sat – I mean, it was pretty crowded. It was, uh, you know, I guess, what, it was Thursday night? Uh, no, it was Friday night. It was it was pretty crowded, and she laughed as if it was a comedy throughout the entire movie. Oh and my God, she was, was that bad? Well, she was mainly laughing at Christian Bale, who was taking everything very seriously and speaking with his Batman voice through three quarters of the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's address that. Dave and I were talking earlier, uh, and we like Christian Bale has has jumped the uh, Al Pacino shark. It seems like you know Al Pacino in any movie he does now he's just like hoo ha ho hoo <laughs> and uh, Christian Bale stands <laughs> like I need a cough drop. He, he's oh, he's a cross God. between like Henry Rollins and like Rowdy Rowdy Piper or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does. So I mean, the very beginning of the movie. I mean, it's a it's a it's a pretty intense scene. And, um, you know, I'm not, this isn't really a spoiler, but he goes in with a team of, you know, resistance fighters to this one scene. And, um, and by the end of the scene, everybody but him is dead, of course. And he gets on the, on the radio and he's, he's, the guys are trying to get a hold of his, his team on the radio and they're like, you know, come in, come in, come in, whatever, whatever. And he just picks up the radio and goes, hi. <laughs> and my sister just absolutely lost it. Her laugh is similar to mine, only about 12 decibels louder. And everybody was like on the edge of their seats and like had just gone through this traumatic scene and it was really loud and everything. And he just gets on the radio and goes, hi. <laughs> Man voice. We're coming to get you. How many survivors are there? And he goes, one. And so she, um, that really set the tone for her. Was there a big thing, though, with like, he's like, one, and then they're like, was that one including you or just you? No, they just, it was one of those where it was like. So two, you have two with you. 
We need to know. We need to know what kind of aircraft to bring. Tell us, is it one or two? No. Prepackaged lunches, and we're just not sure. We can't take too many. So, is it two or one? You can just tell us. We won't be mad. (laughs) But I enjoyed us. Because you're growling. Yeah, well, just uh, Christian Bale, man. He used to be like a fairly nuanced actor. I mean, like in American Psycho and and some of his other like Velvet Goldmine and stuff. He never did anything like that. Now he's like, I guess he's just because of the whole Batman thing. It's just he like, did a oh, movie. did I? Either of you guys see um, Harsh Times? No. He did uh, a movie, and it was directed by the guy that did um, Training Day. And oh, he, I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh my God, I. I don't think a lot of people saw it. But, oh, that's uh, the other. Was he a, like a policeman? Because there was another one called Street Kings with Keanu Reeves. And it seemed like the same movie with really pretty much the same actor and the same plot line. Was Harsh Times, or did he get out of prison? Wrong, wrong, and wrong. No. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, he it's has really like good. tattoos and, and stuff, like a right? Mexican accent in it. Too. Yeah, he's got like all these like gang tattoos and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 And I'm sure he uses the man voice in that, too. Smoking and drinking the whole time. No, man, he has like a like a Mexican accent. It's, oh yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I liked it, and he's, really? he's a nutbag in it too. He's like insane. Uh, but he did what was the Machinist, where he lost like a million pounds for it. Yeah, he lost eighty pounds. No, excuse me, he lost um, sixty pounds for that. Yeah, yeah. he's a and good he actor. He's right just, back I don't up. know why he's. Di- I mean, well, I don't know. He's gone crazy. Well, he's, he says, well, if I talk like this, I get millions of dollars. Yeah. Why not? I'd talk like I didn't like blame that. him for the um, that outbreak that he had, that outburst. I didn't, I didn't really see anything wrong with it, personally. Because you're a you, – you have outbursts like that when you're creating your art? Every day. I had one just before when I was making eggs for myself in the morning. Cause yeah. I, my roommate made eye contact with me, and I get really kind of bunchy about that, so <laughs> – were you making poached eggs? No, yeah, I was poaching an egg, and it was just a big to-do or to-don't. No, because um, that guy, I mean, that million-dollar thing is on his shoulders. And if someone's, you know, messing around behind the camera and it's really distracting, he's obviously very into what he's doing, I can see you kind of, like, losing it. And if you've ever lost it, sometimes it can just keep coming out of you. and you just. <laughs> how about, when, right, how about yeah. when he beat his mother up, Tom? Are you going to defend that, too? Hey, you know... We all just went through that last Mother's Day, and it was, it was a chore. So. <laughs> you can empathize. No, You're not no saying it's really right. You're not saying it's that. okay to beat your mother up. You're just saying that sometimes. You know, I, 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 it's it's like the Chris Brown thing. It's it's you know, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting the, controversial. The guest stars on this show do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the views opinions. of ILTOS. Ooh. I mean, so one person else? says something, one person says something else. I mean, I, I wasn't there. Yeah. What's on your summer reading list this summer, fellas? Um, I, I have a, a, a Dean Koontz book in front of me right now <laughs> called Velocity, and the tagline for the book is Think Fast. So, <laughs> I bet you'll be that. I bought this at... um. At a, like a Dwayne Reed, which I don't know if you guys have them. It's just you know, it's a standard. No, we don't. Sort of we don't really have books down here, Tom. Yeah. Well, I know it's the South. You guys just have like comic books and Bazooka right. Joe cartoons. But um, <laughs> that yeah, that's not funny. I'm sorry. Uh, no. but all the books like for the summer, like 
all the novels say New York Times bestseller. All of them mm. say that on the top. And I was just wondering, is that like, you know, because I've never heard of them. And I read the back of one book and it was about like a bunch of Nazi albino gorillas that like they were trying to stop in the Congo. And that was a New York Times bestseller. So is that something like you can send away for? Like they just give it to you and you're like, I'm a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what qualifies you as a New York Times bestseller? That's you got to sell at least 50 books. Yeah. To be a New York Times bestseller. You should know better, Tom. You're in New York City. Well, I'm supposed I mean, to know the, the, don't the you, yeah, qualifications well, of a New York Times bestseller. Don't you know everything about New York City? I do. Okay. I actually, my middle name, I legally change it to Mr. New York. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's cool. What about you, Joe? You got anything to read this summer? Yeah, got, I'm going to... Um, my thing favorite... about summer, right? You get to kick back and read a little bit. Yeah, it's the perfect time to read. Uh, Do you like curl up with a dictionary and a and a glass of sangria and you just sort of <laughs> yeah. let the breeze put my blow Hawaiian shirt on and yeah, yeah. the uh, no Jimmy I'm Buffett gonna, lightly playing in the background. I'm gonna um I'm gonna reread Stephen King's The Stand. Oh, it was uh, my favorite book. Uh, growing up, like uh, in high school or whatever, I read it and I really loved it. It's still my favorite book, but it's been years since I read it, and I'm gonna read it again and kind of go through that whole thing. It's a really epic story, awesome book. Even if you don't really like Stephen King, I think you'd like it. Uh, did you watch the miniseries? Yes, yes, I did. I actually watched the miniseries when it came out on TV. That was like '91 or whatever, and that's what made me read the book. And the miniseries I thought was really good. It was excellent. It was excellent. And it was one of the first times you saw, like, Gary Sinise kind of got his start in that uh, and several other actors that are... Um, but, you know, speaking of Gary Sinise, what happened to Gary Sinise? He was Lieutenant Dan, and now he's on, like, NCIS New York or whatever, and he's just wearing too much makeup. It's just... All right, there he goes again, talking about New York. We all know you yeah, live in New York. It's all back to New York. Back he did, That's New not York even City. filmed in New York. I know he's like a staunch Republican now. Time out. Where's the film? L.A. Really? Yeah. I swear to God. Is it? He, Gary, from what I heard, Gary Sinise said, I'll do this show, CSI New York, if you film it in L.A. So does he never go to the scene of the crime? Does he just stay in the lab and then everybody else is filming in New York? And they're like, we got to go to the scene. He's like, I think I'll just stay in the lab again. They're like, I've he's been in the lab a lot lately. That's <laughs> the paperwork to do. <laughs> no, I think they shoot some exteriors. Um, most It's pretty much all shot in L.A. I guess sometimes they come to New York, but um, it's primarily all filmed in L.A. Uh, uh, Gary, seriously, this time we have to go just for like five days. It's like, no, I refuse to go to New York. He's like, I think my character will be in in the lab a lot that week. (laughs) I've got some some catching up to do on these fingernails. This this paperwork is really... He's always complaining about paperwork. Tom, Tom, did you like the Stan miniseries? You were about to say something about it when I interrupted. I loved it. It scared the life out of me, too. I was really young and... I was in like in Catholic school, and oh god, when I get high, it is, it's scary. Yeah, I couldn't even stay up to watch it. So when I would get home, I'm, I'd watch it when I had a snack when I got home from school. Yeah, that sounds like a great after-school activity. Let me watch something that scares the shit out of me that was recorded on VHS the night before because I had to go to bed. Yeah, that, and then what'd you do? Go do homework? Well, I, I, would, I would go outside and play. 
the miscellaneous play, whatever game was popular at <laughs> yeah. the time. <laughs> Do your best to forget what you ju- had the just The horrible end-of-the-world scenario that was presented. But most of my nights after watching it were just spent, like, gently sobbing into a pillow. And... <laughs> it is pretty scary. It's an epic story. It's, uh, it was well done as a miniseries. Good good job. They were going to make it into a theatrical movie, and I just don't think it would have worked nearly as well, because it, it, it's such a big book. Um, but... You needed that full story. The uh, the thing that got me hyped on it again is um with all You're this uh, this uh, swine flu stuff um was I uh, live in Qu- Queens is where like the home of the swine flu <laughs> well well they they I start I somebody tweeted something about the swine flu and uh, one one of the characters from the stand started following me because of it because I retweeted it. And then, like, these other characters from the stand, and apparently all these Stephen King fans have, like, made up accounts as the uh, characters, and they're kind of, like, acting out the stand on Twitter. And it was really <laughs> weird. It took me a while to figure out that's what they were doing, but there's all, all the main characters are on there. and That's going to uh, be a new subculture is, is role-playing on Twitter. Right. And, it, and it, they, they, they tie it all into the swine flu and stuff, and I don't well, know if it's funny. Yeah. And, Keeping your virginity until you're like 28 will make you do all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you. Get in the hole. You just offended <laughs> half of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, okay. Well, let's move right along to do's and don'ts about summertime clothing, summer wardrobes. <laughs> I saw there's a in my neighborhood. We they just got this new. Uh, uh, they just built a huge beer garden. It's just enormous. And um, what the I hell went, is a beer garden? Do you, you guys don't? Is it like a fish pond filled with beer? Do you go swimming? It's where they grow beer. Is that where you work out? Man, you take swim laps in city the beer folk. garden. You city folk got some funny customs. There. <laughs> Man, I, I just don't even know where where to begin. Gardens of beer? Why are you just drinking a bar? No, um, it's is a, that a southern accent? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, he's good. He's go ahead. Good. Go ahead. New York City. <laughs> is that from the salsa commercial? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this stuff's made in New York City. New York oh, City. They're just so horrified that they're eating something from New York. It's like, yeah. oh. No. Um. <laughs> beer garden. Go. There's a beer garden. It's a huge. It, they kind of set it up like it's like an Oktoberfest, but it's like all the time. There's picnic tables everywhere, and there's stands that sell beer, and you can get it in those huge mugs and stuff. So it's an outside bar. It's like a picnic table bar. Yeah, yeah. So they're not really growing anything. No, the the garden part is the, I guess, in reference to the outdoor area. So anything done outside is kind of considered to be a garden in New York City. Like a hot dog garden? They have a hot dog garden there, too? <laughs> if you have picnic tables and you're serving something, whatever you're serving, it's that plus the word garden. <laughs> like donut <laughs> garden. See, donut down, garden. Here, down here, and this is a hat tip to uh, one of our listeners named Mikey who lives in South Carolina. One of the southern traditions is anything plus mayonnaise equals salad. So you can have like pea salad is salad uh, is peas and mayonnaise or or potato salad you know potatoes mayonnaise and mustard unless you don't like the mustard potato salad which you'd rather just have the mayonnaise and potatoes. I guess I'm a French fry salad guy because I love putting mayonnaise on French fries. <laughs> French fry salad. Royale <laughs> with cheese. Well, no, but wait. Drown them and stuff, man. I was at the beer garden and I saw this guy. 
he was wearing, he was dressed and he looked like someone, like a type of person that I didn't think existed anymore. Like, <laughs> you ever see people and you're like, man, I didn't know they still like made that kind of person. And um, he was wearing, he had his hair slicked back. He had two bad tattoos on each shoulder. Nice. He was wearing a wife beater, which this is all inconsequential. What he was, the thing was, he was wearing overalls. Like, <laughs> if New if York City. <laughs> oh, did he have a scorpion on his shoulder? What was I the mean? Overalls, the... but they're not standard overalls. They were overalls that like you expect a fly girl to wear on like in living color. And well, it like, had a huge New York Yankees logo stitched in to the front <laughs> of the overalls with Yankees written down one of the legs. Instead of Oshkosh Pagosh, it said NY. Yeah, but the whole thing. But, I mean, God bless the guy. He was walking around like he was in an Armani suit, so it was amazing. Well, yeah, it's, he was in a beer garden, so he had to look fly. When you, yeah. when you see people like that, you automatically think they're, they're trying to be ironic. And then when you see somebody that you realize is really, that's that's really, they thought that was a good idea. Good idea, they, yeah. Uh, no, there, there wasn't a, a, even an inkling of irony in this guy. He was dead <laughs> serious. <laughs> was he with anybody, or was he solo? <clears throat> oh, he had a whole huge table of other dudes that were really, you know, into hanging out. And they weren't dressed all that well, but he just... And you can kind of tell that he was a little shunned, too, because I bet when they picked him up that night and he came strutting out in his Yankee overalls, they were like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. He just paid like $230 for this. <laughs> it must be summer. <laughs> he wears them every year. Oh, this summer he's going to cut those pants in the shorts. All year he's staring shorts. at like the temperature just waiting. He's like, God, I can't wait to roll up those overalls again. <laughs> were they blue? Like denim blue? Or were they yeah, like, oh. no, they were they were a lighter jean, not bleached necessarily, but definitely a lighter jean. That's that's like an outfit you'd see out of like an early '90s Spike Lee movie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or like if if you were in like a really bad part of Jamaica and a guy was wearing that, that'd probably be pretty hip. But other yeah. than that, <laughs> they had a dance party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamaican dance. But he was party. he was having a good time. So God bless him either way. Yeah. Well, what there's, about, there's, ahead, there's, yeah, there's good and bad things about the uh, summertime clothing thing because down here, the second it gets a little bit warm, the girls just take their clothes off. Which, like depending on who it is, you know, yeah, in February when it starts to get a little warm, <laughs> clothes come it gets off. Warm where you guys are in February? It, it yeah. well, actually, it, it's more that it doesn't get cold ever. Yeah. So it, well, it I mean, there is an about a week. absolute <clears throat> Arctic freeze here, and then once it gets warm, that reveal of just like what they've been hiding away all year is it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I I prefer winter clothes myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to wear just a t-shirt. I don't know what it is because when I was a kid, like I hated like polo shirts. I hated anything with a collar on it, and I didn't want to wear it ever. But the – I don't know when it happened for sure, but I, I got to a point where all I, all I wanted to wear now – I mean, like, all I 
wear is like polo shirts, but I don't like to wear, considering the amount that I sweat, I don't like to wear a polo shirt without a t-shirt on underneath it. So when the summer comes, I'm totally uncomfortable no matter what. If I'm just in a t-shirt, I'm uncomfortable because I, I feel like I'm a, I can't be out of the house in just a t-shirt. <laughs> like I need to be a, at least business casual to to leave the house, even if I'm just going to like Subway or something. And um, and so, but I do like shorts. Do you find like, any freedom at all in that, though? Just just getting to wear a shirt? No. That's I, 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 hate I, I love that. I love just wearing a T-shirt. Well, you never... It doesn't matter what day of the year it is. You're wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. Show off these guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Tom feels me. The thing I love about summer is uh, I do not like the heat. Uh, I, do, uh, I do like that the water's warm because I like to go kayaking and stuff, and I hate being cold when I'm paddling, but... Um, I do like wearing the, uh, I do like wearing flip flops a lot. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily like the sweating, of... but I do like the, the flip flops. Do a lot of people wear Crocs where you guys are? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is just a sign that, like, you've given up on all human <clears throat> dignity or anything like that when you're wearing a shoe that looks like it was made on a fucking, like, waffle iron. <laughs> <laughs> I owned a pair of Crocs there for a couple minutes. I'm sure you did, Sweaty McGee. My God, <laughs> <laughs> all you've been but, talking about, like, we, you need to get like paper clothes, like like disposable <laughs> clothes, and you take them out of box, you wear them one day, and then you throw them out. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I got a lot of pairs of sandals. I, I I don't have the Crocs anymore. I lost them one day when I was like riding on the back of a truck or something, and one came off. <laughs> so I had one, but not the other. But <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, I like. I you like. Just, you just throw that out there so casual. I was just riding on the back of a truck, looking across, <laughs> popped out. Like, well, what were you doing hanging off the back? Just riding of the to the pig farm. We, we were actually going tubing, <laughs> <laughs> and not tubing behind a speedboat, like tubing down a river, which is my fa- number one favorite pastime. And that's the the coolest thing about summer is to be able to get an inflatable tube from you know a questionable person on the side of a river pay like $3 and hop in a tube and ride it down to the bottom of the river and then get picked up in a school bus from like 1991 and driven back to the top with a bunch of people you don't know and everybody's hooting and hollering. There's a lot of people that like bring beer and they buy, they rent a tube for the beer and it's got like a milk crate tied to it and they, they ride down the river with some beers in a tube as well. How long does it take to get to the end of the river? Are you, you you're there for like two and a half hours? Oh my god, that sounds it's awesome! Nice. It's really fun. I mean, you pay three dollars and you've got a tube and you and you just float. Like, what's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that. Everything. Invite right. me to wherever the hell you live. <laughs> Come on down. I, I would love to. I I want to go down yeah. south. I've never really been to the south. It's well. not that bad. It's it really fun. isn't. Well, I think it's bad. I just never been. No, I mean, but it gets it gets stereotyped so much, and there is everything that's stereotypical about the South exists, and you will see on a daily basis. But there's a lot of good stuff about the South too, and there's a lot of just normal people that are rednecks, and you know, just like I, I like it. I like I like living here. No, well, uh, here a lot of um, a lot of most of my friends are from the South. Most of my friends, uh, some of them are from Mississippi, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, uh, Mississippi isn't that's really. That's the South. That that's, is the South. That's, that's the South with an F. That's the South. <laughs> that's that's, that's where, like, yeah, I'm I'm generally shocked by Southerners on a weekly basis, at least. But if I were to go to to Mississippi, I would be, you know, truly shocked. 
A close second is Alabama. <laughs> I'm going to say that Alabama is the worst place on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's blistering hot all the time there. doesn't matter when it is. Just Christmas Day. Hot. A lot of the comedians here actually are from the South. A lot of them are uh, from New that, Orleans. Is yeah. that all their material, too? Oh, from the South. Yeah, yeah, that's all they talk about, actually, is uh, how they're from the South. You know what's <laughs> funny about the South? <laughs> no, none of them talk about it. They all, you know, do their own kind of jokes, but yeah. a lot of them are from the South. Yeah. Hmm. Funny guys, too. That's cool. Not like you guys. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. Funny haha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm funny now. Huh? <laughs> well, um, so in in keeping with this hourglass, it's quickly running out of sand. Um, let's move right along to what's the hype, and in uh, Tom's in Tom's words, what's the what's you the should, hype? You guys should have a second for when you introduce a segment to like you know kind of amp it up. Go right You're ahead, like, Tom. Yeah, Go what's right, the yeah. hype? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> New York City? New York City! How about this? It's amazing. So amazing. amazing. What's, what's the, the hype, hype is amazing. amazing. That's exactly what I'm... You can make fun of me, but um, that's exactly what I'm talking do you, about. Do you watch the NBA? No. Okay, no? Well, you don't know what we're talking about. There is, uh, you know, that song we're singing. Do you, are you familiar with that? It's a the Kanye yeah, West song. Kanye West song. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's auto tune's amazing. Uh, every commercial break <clears throat> of the NBA playoffs, every single commercial break, there is that song is on one version of of the NBA playoffs commercials. So there's like ten different types of NBA playoffs commercials. But on every single one of those types of commercials, it, that song is the on. The commercials are generally, where will amazing happen this year? And they play these old clips from the playoffs and stuff. And some of them are more recent, but you're just watching it and you're like, man, that is amazing. <laughs> that song is absolutely ridiculous. That album is such, I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but it's such garbage. Just, ugh. I haven't actually listened to it. I I, I know some people after. that like it. My girlfriend likes it, but yeah. it's like oh. the guy is known for, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned. Like I love his lyrics. He writes really good, funny, kind of different lyrics. And this album, he was just like, "No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna say the same phrase over and over again in this like share synthesis." It's He's amazing. These are amazing. So yeah, the groove for the past like week, we've been just calling each other, and instead of our usual, uh, was uh, been saying how how amazing everything is. We uh, we've been texting back and forth like this Waffle House I'm about to eat is amazing. <laughs> what did I say earlier? Tom Hanks's performance in Castaway was amazing. Amazing. So amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, screaming for some parody commercials to be made. Yeah, that. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, some of the commercials, Tom, even are just just a blackout with the text. Where will amazing happen this year? And all it is is just the it's amazing. So <laughs> oh, amazing. so wait, this amazing is like a thing then, like? Yeah, that's their tagline for yeah. the. Where will amazing happen this year for the playoffs? Oh, that is like, so terrible. I can just and speaking the... of amazing already happened. In game two of the Cavaliers fucking series. LeBron! Oh, but first, Turkaloo. 
Yeah. The, the Turkish the, Michael Jordan. He had, yeah, the Turkish Michael Jordan had 14 seconds left, took the game-winning shot, and la- they were tied. Nuggets and, oh, not Nuggets, excuse me, Orlando and the Cavs were tied. Togaloo goes up in the double team, shoots a jump shot, and lands it. He's like, damn, I just doubled my salary for next year, right yeah. here. There's one second left in the game. Fucking one second left. They throw an inbounds pass to LeBron James. He shoots us from the three-point line, lands it. Amazing. It was so, so amazing. amazing. <laughs> there's like, and there's like eight people blocking him. Eight people These are great this. highlights, guys, really. <laughs> well, I, I I mean, was a, it was a trip because the people that have started li- watching the playoffs because of listening to this podcast, I got like five text messages from unrelated people that were not watching it together, don't even live close to each other, that said, did you just see that shot? It was amazing. So amazing. <laughs> uh, LeBron, man, I was, I have not... I, granted, I haven't followed basketball that closely the past couple of years, but I haven't like bought into the LeBron hype. But man, I, it's hard for me to resist now. He's just like he's funny, he's smart, and he's, he's awesome. Amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> he truly is, man. Like well, he's really funny in that commercial where he dances with the guy because his friend's car got broken. The in kid and play it. commercial. The yeah, yeah play. that was really funny. Yeah, there was a couple commercials like two years ago, like right out or a couple of years. One year after he got into the NBA, where he was playing like five different characters, you know, he played like the baby. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, that was kind of the Lebrons. It was what it was called, the Lebron yeah. family or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I'm gonna make this shot. <laughs> I'd like to see a movie where Lebron James dresses up in a fat suit and plays seven different characters. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lebron. Be amazing. Well, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so what's the hype? Uh, so what's the hype? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's that the, was a uh, pre-hype. That was a pre-game show. Yeah, that was our introduction to the segment. Thanks, Tom. New York City. What? So, you know, lay off the New York bit because you know what? <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> this is where it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh, plus five. Yeah. All right. What's All this right. hype thing? What you, I I don't know what you do right now because it's I don't hype. Know the, what's the hype is like whatever you are hyped on. It can be anything. What are you? Oh. What are you hyped on? What do you? What Deadliest you, catch. That's that's what you're going with. Have, have you ever? I watched at least ten hours of that over the past couple of days because they're doing a, a marathon on Discovery Channel. <laughs> Oh and that's my. obviously, yeah, that fits the bill for your What's the Hype, just so you know. If you've watched 10 hours of it over two days, then... There, yeah. yeah, that's What's the Hype. Yeah. No, I didn't have to think too hard about that. It, mm-hmm. Did you guys ever watch that show? I've watched I've it before, it. yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every time I watch it, I go through three different stages. The first mm. stage is like, oh, man, these guys are, like, so brave and, and just, you know, facing that Bering Sea. And then the second stage is a little bit more cocky and it's like you know what they gave me a big enough learning curve i think i could probably do it i mean i could figure it out (laughs) and then my third stage which happened yesterday i i I started i had a few beers while i was watching it after a certain point and i was drunk trying to apply online to become an alaskan fisherman (laughs) (laughs) you transcended yeah and my cover letter of my resume of, of nautical experience said, um, I forgot what I wrote. I wrote, um, 
What I lack in actual nautical experience, I make up for with vim and verb. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get him on that. You're just trying to use that show as a platform for your career. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. I I would be dead so fast if I ever went out one of those boats. I would die before they even left the harbor. And it it wouldn't even, yeah, it wouldn't even be the water that killed you. It would be one of the crabs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Eaten by a crab. Not, maybe not as soon as I saw my first look, because those crabs are like between seven pounds, like seven and ten pounds. They're enormous. Yeah, they're they're terrifying. Yeah, they're like prehistoric creatures. I would scream like, "We're catching these!" and jump. Over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that our friend uh, Lopo does, hates the show and does not listen because he loves uh, Deadliest Catch, and he actually bought the Deadliest Catch video game. Oh, and he I just read about that today. What's that game like? Uh, well, he 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 wound up trying to get. We play with like a group of guys. We have a quote unquote clan called the Grotto of the Unicorn, and he tried to get everybody to buy it as well. Which he has like, you know, he can he can roll out and buy a video game or whatever. Like he kind of like indiscriminatorily what? And um, so he rolled out and bought it. And like he's done this before, where he's just he's just decided that he's going to get a game and he gets it, and then he tries to convince everybody else to get it, even though he's complaining about how much he hates the game. He's like, no, seriously, get, no, go get the game because it fucking sucks. And um, so I don't think he really likes the game, but he did play it for a little bit. Yeah, but he... I would love to tell him to call in now because <laughs> I yeah. would love to hear about that game. Uh, he hates this show. He, he won't this show? When do we take calls on the show? I, I forgot. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna add that functionality. We could probably call him right now because he did send us several text messages saying how he likes to celebrate his Memorial Day, which is getting online and, and playing a war simulator game. Does yeah. anybody else want to celebrate Memorial Day with me by shooting random pixelated characters on screen? Uh, but he's annoying. We don't want to talk to him. Oh. That's true. Yeah. Is everyone going to be like, who's this Yankee like, fag, you guys have on your show now? New York City! <laughs> I hope they go to the website. <clears throat> so they can see a picture of you and then picturing you saying, we're catching these things? And jumping over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but oh. after ten hours of that show, does that it... I'm my act tonight. I'm gonna, I have to write that down. <laughs> I don't... I'm serious. <laughs> good. I don't understand how they have that many seasons and hours of that show because it seems like at some point it's just like, uh, yeah, just uh, catching crabs again. Uh, no. Trying not to uh, get washed overboard. Do you have every second of every day they're about to die? Yeah. <laughs> That's how that show works. They yeah. have like they follow four different boats, and at any given time they are literally about to die. Well, maybe so, you should check out the, the, the spin-off series called Axemen about the guys that are loggers. Do you know the like, original sorry. title for that show was Log Jammers? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No way. Jaggy Treehorn. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Jaggy Treehorn. Uh, J- Jacob, what, what's your hype this week? Yeah, yeah, what's your hype up? My, what's the hype is... Uh, I'm, your man. hype up. My girlfriend's got me on this Taco Bell kick, and uh, I, I'm the cheese roll-up is delicious at Taco Bell, and I just discovered it. And I've eaten about 500 of them this week. They're about they're they, they cost about a nickel. 
considering that it's just cheese and tortilla. It is like, imagine a fruit roll-up. Well, no, it's nothing like a fruit roll-up, but <laughs> in name alone. Uh, it's just a tortilla and just all this, Just it, it's a tortilla filled with cholesterol. That's how many do you get in one sitting? I don't know, 10, 20. <laughs> just, Seriously? No, no so I, I get two of them. I get two of them, but... Trying to keep it conservative. Do you get that with something else, or just get the the cheese roll up? See, I get two of them, but I go to Taco Bell eight times a day. So <laughs> you're spending more on gas than you are on food. Yeah, right now. Uh, no, I get I get some of the extra, some of the other value menu stuff. You know. I Do they call it a roll up? Yeah, they call it a cheese roll up. It's like I, I just... got to get some of that. I love cheese and I love roll ups. So. Doesn't it? I, I'll, I, as soon as I hear that, I think of a fruit roll up, and then I think of a fruit roll up filled with cheese. And it's just <laughs> yeah. See that you might be onto something there. Take a fruit roll up and fill it with cheese. Probably. You'd have to fill it with like feta or something that or what? New what York goes, City. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> oh, you guys don't have feta cheese down south. Uh, we just got cheese whiz and then the canned stuff. We got Velveeta and. <laughs> That's I'd say I'd say I'd probably unroll a fruit roll up and put a put a, a circle of provolone on it and then roll it back. <laughs> uh, Provolone's nasty anyway. Anytime I order food here and like if I get an omelet and I want American cheese on it, I always feel racist when I ask for American cheese <laughs> American from cheese. another country <laughs> taking the order. They're like, "What kind of cheese would you like?" And I'm like, "American." I just feel like an asshole. <laughs> That sucks. Well, my hype this week is, um, you know, obviously I'm moving in a, actually a week from today is the scheduled move date. And, um, and just, uh, just yesterday, my family threw a little going away party for, uh, Mackenzie and myself. How her far family. away are you moving? I'm moving from Knoxville to Raleigh. So it's about five and a half hour drive. If you're really, <coughs> You can't really beat the system though. You can't you can't make it under five. It's usually in between five and a, a half and six. It's a big move for us Southerners. Yeah. Five and a half. Sounds like, it's like I can't the just, country. I can't just put a bunch of boxes on the train to yeah. go from one town to the next. Now Our, when you move, is it like that car in the Grapes of Wrath where it's just like <laughs> everything's tied on the people brief. hanging off the side and <laughs> I've uh no, I rented a big truck. Uh, well part of it is like this actually, these two go together because um, my. Where, where do you pack all your cowboy hats? That's western. Yeah. That's not southern. No, uh, we, a, uh, Easterners, it's all the same. <laughs> well, the uh, the going away party was pretty hype. The um, I had a, it, well, it was it had potential to be bad and really awkward because I have a lot of different friends from very distinct. Um, categories of friends if you will and it was like that seinfeld episode where worlds collide or whatever there was the potential that it could bizarro like... <laughs> well it didn't bizarro world yeah <laughs> it wound up being pretty fun it was at a disc golf course and um so we uh we all not everybody, but uh, I got to skip out on some of the um, meaningless conversations. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, every, I mean, I'm not saying that all the conversations there were meaningless because it was really nice and it was fun. Can to you be say there. 
Specifically, which ones were meaningless? You, you mean all the hanging out with your family bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I yeah, well, it was like like when my dad talks to some of my friends that he's never met before. You know, that's kind of like a, a conversation that I don't really have much interest in. Listening. So you just left your friends there and went off and played disc golf? Well, most of my yeah. friends were with me, and Mackenzie had to stay back and hang out with the families as I left. And um, uh, so I shot I shot mediocre on the disc golf course, which is all right. I haven't played in a while. I'm thinking about picking her back up. But it was just cool, you know. I had a, lot of, I had a cookout on, on the Sunday before Memorial Day. It was a good breeze, good weather. It was pretty hype. Shout out, shout I miss out. disc golf, man. I hadn't played in a long time. What is that? What is disc golf? It's, uh, you, uh, it's, it's just like golf, but you're using discs, which are like uh, different. They, they look kind of like Frisbees, but they're not Frisbees. Frisbees are big, and they're like, you know, 150 grams. And these discs are much smaller, but they're like 175 grams. And they're made differently with different type of molding and shaping in, in, in it lens a, a different type of shot so you're shooting just like ball golf you have a drive and a layup and a putt uh, and you're putting the disc into a big metal basket with chains hanging to kind of like catch the force or momentum of, of the plastic when it hits the chains and then it falls into the basket and you score just like you score golf there's par and there's birdies and there's bogeys etc so you must have been like sweating up a storm then I really was. And in fact, I, I prepared for the day by just wearing a t-shirt and shorts. And um, so I was already... Congratulations. Keep that body temperature low. <laughs> yeah, I was doing my best. I had to make sure to wear Under Armour so I wouldn't get bat wings as we were walking across, oh. around the course. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. All right, let's, should we get into not what's not the hype? Or the hype down. Hype awesome. down. Hype down. I'll, I'll go... <laughs> I'll go ahead and start that off because with a going away party comes loads of packing. And um that's really all I've been doing the past couple of days and it it I find myself um I I got assigned to packing the kitchen in McKenzie's house and um I, we were given a ton of newspapers to you know to wrap the plates and the glasses in and stuff and I found myself becoming more interested with a local newspaper from like six months ago than I was in actually wrapping the glass. <laughs> of it. And I was reading like every article on all the old, and reading all the old comics that I'd already read. To our, to anything to avoid doing what you're supposed to be doing. Basically. Yes, exactly. I do the same thing every year when we decorate the Christmas tree at my family's house because we wrap all the ornaments up in old newspapers and do the same thing. Really? You don't have boxes specifically for the ornaments? Huh? You don't have, I mean... We got bins, but to separate the ornaments and to keep them safe, we wrap them in newspaper. Boom. Oh. Well, we always had, I mean, we had specific boxes that where you bought the ornaments, like if they're like a bunch of those glass balls or bulbs or whatever, they come out of corrugated boxes that have holes specifically for each... Well, us Northerners, we don't have really fancy uh, decorations. We just <laughs> yeah. tend to have old shoes. Well, down, down here on the plantation, we've got three trees <laughs> in each room, so got a real organized decoration process. Anyways. Right. <clears throat> so what's the hype down, Tom? Oh, my hype down is uh, driving in the rain at night. 
I uh, was driving back last night from New Jersey uh, back to the city, and um, I can't see anything. Like, I was going in and out of lanes and stuff. I had no concept of, like, time or space, and I started getting very confused and angry at myself, and I'm, I'm not fun to drive with. I like to drive, but I think I have to drive alone because I know I just become kind of a prick when I get behind the wheel. Do you get that much of an opportunity to drive up there? I mean, how often do you drive? Well, Selena, she really wanted to leave the city. Um, so on Friday, she rented a car, and we just drove right out uh, to New Jersey. My what parents the hell? Have a... So you're vacationing in New Jersey? No, my parents have a, um, a beach house. They've had it forever in New Jersey, and we just drove out to that. You had to rent a car to drive? So I take it you don't get to drive that much. No, we don't. You don't drive. We don't end up driving much at all. Well, I mean, yeah. the transit here is fantastic. We have uh, these things called subways, and yeah. they're like these train yeah. lines that are underground, and you can take them anywhere. That's cool. New York City, <laughs> and the salsa here is fantastic. It's <laughs> fighting words. Ooh. What's your hype down? Um, a bone. Okay, so Jehovah. what? J bone. Um, the uh. So last night, you know, I'm like winding down. It's late at night. I'm about to get in bed and watch uh, Law and Order, Vincent D'Onofrio, as I call it, um, which I do every night um, on the Netflix. I'm anticipating this, really looking forward to it. And uh, I had a coffee cup on my desk that had just a little bit of coffee in it. And um, I was cleaning up, doing my nightly kind of clean up around my desk because I'm filthy during the day. And uh, I somehow I slammed my hand down on the coffee cup, and it exploded all over my room. And that little bit of coffee, it was just as if it was a gallon of coffee, and it just sprayed everywhere, all over my carpet and everything. Spray. Spray. It's just a spray. Did it um, explode all over your face as well? It got on my – the thing that pissed me off the most is it got on my prize Nike Air Force Ones. Oh, oh, you don't want that well, to happen. Luckily, it didn't stain them, but I was pissed off. But immediately, I went through, like, the stages of grief after this happened. Have you ever had, like, you ever made a mess so bad that you just, like, went through the stages of grief? Like, right off the bat, you're like, that didn't happen. I'm get, this, is, this is the stages of grief. I actually wrote this down. First was denial. So I was like, holy shit. Are you going through these rapidly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through, it was sped up, you know. But I was like, oh. This, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I'm just going to go to bed. Didn't happen. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk out of this room and close the door. I'm never coming back in this room again. That's what I'm going to do. That's how bad it was. The second was anger. <laughs> Fucking furious. Just ready at, to just... At you? At your no, first I was mad definitely at the angry at the cup. Yeah, I was angry at the cup of coffee for being there. And then slowly that anger turned into to anger at myself mm-hmm. for being such yeah. an idiot. And then, uh, then came sadness. I sat down and, and, and wept <laughs> for a few minutes, just cried, just, what am I going to do? This is going to take forever to clean up. It's all over, like, it got all over the cords to my computer. Like, it got in the um, the damn surge protector and everything. I thought it was going to short out. And then, then came guilt. I felt, I felt really guilty about the whole situation. And then finally acceptance. And I sat down and, and spent the next hour cleaning the fucking carpet and everything up. Well, did, did you, you have like up? survivor's guilt that you survived it and the cup didn't? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. As you were throwing away the the shards of broken pottery, 
Well, I had yeah, I had guilt too because right. as soon as something like that happens, my cats uh, decide that's a good time to try to come and play with me. <laughs> and of course, I was like, you know, that makes me even more mad. So I'm like yelling at them to get out of the room because they're like stepping all in the coffee and they're white, so it's staining them. And how many cats do you have? I have two hey, cats. What? I have two cats. And what are their names? Uh, Jadis and Veruca, and they're oh, not white. I have two cats as well, and my cats are named Wheezy and Bruce Bruce. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, guys. Both of you. Rela- I can relate to that because packing this past week has been horrendous because every time I open a box to put stuff in it, I have a cat jump in the box. And then as soon as I get that cat out of the box, the next cat's in the box. Yeah, that's – man, that is – Cats love boxes, man. If you ever want to catch a cat, all you need to do is put a box in the middle of the room. The cat will get in the box. Immediately. Boom. Yeah. I, cat I, that, at at uh, my, my girlfriend's place, they it went in a drawer, and they closed the drawer, and they couldn't find the cat for quite some time. But And they just heard this meowing they couldn't find, and the cat was in like a, like a dresser drawer for almost a day. Yeah. They, <laughs> the they do things like that. <laughs> Curiosity. Curiosity, but yeah, whenever anything like that happens that I don't need to be frustrated anymore, the cats are like, ah, it's playtime. Old boy just fucked something up. We need to go mess with him. And uh, so I'm yelling at them, trying to get them to leave the room, and then I felt bad about that. And uh, Well, that's a shame. What have you been listening to this past week? Me? Yep. Um, I've been listening to this band, that uh, this this rap group that, that you actually got me hyped on called Das Racist, D-A-S, <laughs> Racist. And yeah. they're, they're like this nerd rap group. If you like uh, like Handsome Boy Modeling School or, I don't know, there's what are some other rappers that are like that? I, um, I really don't know. There's there's this whole kind of nerd rap scene, and, and these guys are just, the, the first song, Groove sends me this email that says, uh, go to this site, it's their MySpace site, and listen to a combination uh, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Yeah. And I listen to that song, and it is absolutely ridiculous. It's just them singing about going to a combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. You have those up there, Tom, in New York? Uh, yes, yeah, we do. Those guys are actually from uh, they're from Brooklyn. Yeah, so they they play all over the place. Yeah, we have like we have the combination place. So yeah, and it, I guess they're both owned by the same company, yeah. company or whatever. Do you ever anyway. do you ever go down on Jamaica Avenue and go to the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell? No, no, I just came from there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I usually I lunch there, and I, you know, meet <laughs> friends. I don't always eat, but it's just like a hangout. You, you ever see Das Racist there? You ever see Das Racist? That, that, I, I'm, I'm personal friends with both of them. The guy with the beard is kind of standoffish, but the, uh, <laughs> the other one is uh, friendly. Personal uh, friends. Personal friends. Personal. Hey, guy with the beard. Uh, how are you? Yeah. What's <laughs> But, That's his name, his guy with the beard. Yeah. But the the song is ridiculous. All of their songs are pretty ridiculous, and they have these like really funny kind of pop culture lyrics and stuff. But you should check them out. Uh, MySpace.com slash DasRacist. Yes. Uh, yeah, and you can't. They don't even have anything for download yet. They haven't like sold any albums or anything yet. But uh, I, I really like. I've been listening to all the songs on there, and they're really funny. So. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be waiting for those because I, I heard that song too, and wow. <laughs> well, Dan Deacon said that song was timeless. <laughs> Dan, if you ended Dan Deacon at all, which I apparently uh, I'm the only one that knows Dan Deacon. I was, I, w- I would say it was 
terrible to really bad? <laughs> I would say that it it's amazing. So amazing. <laughs> yeah, we've been that's what we've been alternating between <laughs> the lyrics to the Pizza Hut and Taco Bell song and that's Where amazing. Where you at? I sent I sent Jigga a text the other day. I said, "Where you at?" He said, "I'm at home." I said, "No, you're not. You're at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco, Taco Bell. Bell." If that's not a ring endorsement, I don't know what is. So go 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 check out Das Racist. What, <laughs> what you've been listening to, group? Uh, this week, well, my what's the hype? Last week was um, just getting the Belleville Outfits new CD, "Time to Stand," in the mail. And uh, this past week, uh, well, Monday after we recorded, I put the CD in and I listened to it. I listened. I, that was the only thing I was listening to for most of this week. Actually, today was the first time I've actually listened to something else because I listened to it all week long. But on Thursday, the Belleville Outfit was actually in town in Knoxville playing um, the outdoor. Downtown Knoxville has... Um, what we call Market Square, which is like a city block that is closed in by storefronts, and um, on the it's like a quad, and and on the inside there's a stage that's at one end, the north end of the square, and bands come in every Thursday for 12 weeks uh, in Knoxville, <laughs> and they play a free show downtown, and it's called Sundown in the City, and it's probably the coolest thing that Knoxville has going for it. And they came in and they they played along with uh, Grupo Fantasma, um, both bands being from Austin. They came, and so it was really cool. Uh, I got to got to hang out a little bit. I got the thing is is, is that being that it's an outdoor concert, there's really not much of a backstage. But um, Rob, the guy in the band that we know that we're friends with or whatever, <laughs> he gave me a backstage pass. He's like, yeah, you can come and hang out. And I was like, kind of underwhelmed. Uh, the, this was the first time I had a backstage pass, and not only was it for my buddy's band, not not, not somebody like super crazy, like you know, like Brett Michaels or something, <laughs> or something, but it was backstage to this, and you couldn't really, it wasn't really cool to be back there. Well, because you probably could have gotten back there without the backstage pass. Probably, probably could have done that. I, I was larger than the security guy for sure, but it was it was nice. They played a good show, and I had some friends that. Um, that hadn't actually listened to them before that I was at the show with, and and they really enjoyed it. So I give uh, two thumbs up to this new album. It's really good. After listening to it a couple times, um, I I think it's worthy to go out out and purchase. So, And you probably have to do that online for the most part, unless you have some sort of hipster indie New York City record store down the street from you. Um, you might not be able to find it in like a Best Buy. I have several of those, so I'll just go out right now. I can just do that after I go to yeah, the Pizza Hut. Yeah, you're going to go hang out with John Cusack and Jack yeah. Black? He, he actually owns a store, and they hang out there a lot. So um, <laughs> I see them all the time. It's like an We're old hat now. Yeah. Unraveled and, and, and sweaters with holes in them. <clears throat> a yeah. Cosby sweater. <laughs> that's where that came from. Yeah, that's no. Low fidelity. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Is that where that High came fidelity. from? I was just yeah. the other day where that did come from. A Cosby sweater. A Cosby sweater. Yeah. Sweater. It's Jack Black says it to uh, It's John Cusack in High Fidelity. Yeah. All right, Tom. So, what you been? Uh, I, I've been um rap? the uh, the Slayer discography. I downloaded that. Um, last <laughs> oh man. And. Uh, I've been pretty obsessed with that. Have you been putting the uh, Deadliest Catch on mute and just listening to it with the Slayer 
I do that while I masturbate, and I tell you, the orgasms <laughs> have never been better. <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've I've listened to a lot of Slayer when I was younger, and now I just I download the whole thing, and um, oh god, it's just unbelievably good. That if you want hype up, if you want to talk about what I'm hyped up about, Slayer will get anyone hyped up. And it's not as devil centric as you might think. It's, um, <laughs> I actually heard that the lead singer is a devout Christian after a certain point. It's more a playful kind of like scary movie stuff. And the music, but I'm not even concerned about the lyrics. The music is so good. It's so fast and hard and, oh, it's good. And I know how that just sounded, what I just said, too. <laughs> I've just been biting my lip, letting him continue to talk. Just let him. Just if, if, let if the rope out. Laughing, there. I'd still let be talking. I'd be like, out. it's just so hard and in my face, and I love it. <laughs> well, that's pretty I'm cool. I'm getting hard just talking about it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing down the integrity of this show with every word I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's so what amazing. Ma- not amazing. <laughs> All right. Oh, where so, are you performing tonight, Tom? Oh, tonight um, I'm performing at B Bar Bowery Bar at 8 p.m. Uh, downtown on Fourth uh, Street, and then tomorrow I'll be at the Astoria Beer Garden. Um, <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. The, to bring it back to the beer garden. And then next week I'll be at Ochi's on June 4th at 8, I believe. Sounds awesome. We need to get, we need to get Papo and Criado out to Tom Sibley. To shit. go see the Tom yeah. Sibley. Yeah, we got some friends of ours that live up there in New York. Yeah. They could Sure. Then get, fact, get, him, get him to yeah. friend me on the, yeah. on the book. Okay. okay. Sure. That's a, well, this is a great segue to grab bag. Yeah. Grab bag. What do you guys well, do with this, grab bag? This week's grab bag is called Trailblazing. Ah, <laughs> nice name. Good name. You probably heard this uh, grab bag before when it was just called movie trailers, and it didn't have quite the buzz to it on episode two, Prom Boots and Photo Shoots. Was that uh, two? I thought it was the first episode we did it on. No, the first episode we said, now we're going to do grab bag, and neither one of us had grab bag. Oh, that's so, right, yeah. So this, week, this is this is a milestone, because this is the first time we've repeated a, a grab bag topic. And actually, we get, part of why we repeated this is because people suggested that we do it again. Yeah. Uh, not because it was a success the first time. Because they it was so horrible the first time, they thought we could certainly do better than that. Well, the first time we had a bunch of trailers that nobody really cared about. Well, I thought we got some comments saying anything like that. Well, the Mike Tyson documentary was probably the most popular trailer that we reviewed, and then the rest of them, I can't. One of them was like Dragon Ball Evolution. I can't even remember the rest of them. Oh, that was terrible. But it didn't have the to be like Locker. great movies. Some of this is like I've got some I got some stuff to say about some of these ones we got this week. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, should we kick it off with uh, yeah, Sherlock Holmes? Let's do it. Let's, get Let's start with, with Sherlock Holmes. All right, so right. to set it up, the Sherlock Holmes movie, apparently directed by Guy Ritchie, starring um what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., thanks. Uh uh, obviously, like an updating of the classic Sherlock Holmes story, and uh, who wants? Jude Law is in it as well. Yep, as Watson. Yeah. So who wants to jump in there? You know I will. I think it looks awesome. I wanted to high five someone after I watched the trailer, and I can't wait to see that movie. Truth. Did you like? All right. So it, 
it looks like they're playing up less of the intellectual angle of Sherlock Holmes and more of the pulp action figure. Uh, Precisely. Did you, did you like that? So you you thought you think that's going to be good? Well, I like. I mean, there, it's obviously going to have a lot of action in it, but I'm sure they'll play up the more intellectual side because Robert Downey Jr. is just like that anyway, and he can be really funny. As far as I'm concerned, I think he can be really funny. So yeah. I think it'll, I think he'll have an equal. Of both sides. But, I mean, you know, if you're going to have Guy Ritchie direct it, you're not going to want him to be sitting, you know, talking things out. You want to see him doing stuff. Yeah, the thing, he's like not your your English gentleman version of Sherlock Holmes in this. He's this ain't your of, grandma, Sherlock Holmes. That's right. <laughs> uh, he, he's more of a scoundrel, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. does a really good job playing a likable scoundrel, I think. See, see Iron Man from last year. and I, I, I don't know. I'm not that interested in the character, but uh, I do like Robert Downey Jr., so I'm kind of... I reluctant that, to give the, the end of the trailer with him saying, um, the, the, secret, the key to my release is under this pillow when he's naked on the bed. Yeah. And the pillow's covering his privates. I thought that was extremely funny. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Grieve? You, you seem to have some opinions on this one. I think Jude Law in Enemy of the Gates is amazing. So amazing. <laughs> no, I, uh, I was, yeah, never I, lose that, guys. That's always going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, well, I went to see, so when I went to see Terminator Salvation, this is one of the trailers that aired in the theater. And, um, I, <laughs> I was sitting next to my buddy Paul, who is a film student, you know, or he's not a film student anymore. He's, he's working in the industry, quote unquote, whatever. And, um, and so I, I, I sometimes like to get, I, I like sitting and watching a trailer and seeing his real time reaction. And I watched it and my jaw was on the ground. I was like, what the fuck? You know, because I'd never, I'd never really got into Sherlock Holmes before, but I knew well enough of what Sherlock Holmes was to be surprised that this is what was on the screen. And I look at him afterwards and I'm like, holy shit, what just happened? Because yeah, for sure, it's hype. You know, because anything Robert Downey Jr. does, in my opinion, is hype. But I was just like, oh, my God, this is like, uh, this is ridiculous. And it's going to be ridiculous. So going into it, knowing that it's going to be ridiculous, I'll be able to enjoy it, I think. But it's like, I, for me, I don't really, I don't like um, a movie set in in the past, in the past far enough, like before a, an internable, internal combustible engine to be an action movie. If you, like, I don't want to see a chase scene on horse-drawn carriages. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, are you, whatever. Are you giving it a thumbs up or what? I'm gonna go see it for sure. For sure. <laughs> the thing that I like is that they copied my uh, boxing style in that. That's how <laughs> when I fight, I fight like an old English gentleman. With my <laughs> but hands that was up another thing about face. it. It's like, hold and on, my... because I've already seen a, a boxing match, a sweaty, you know, underground body a boxing match in a, in a Guy Ritchie movie. You yeah. know, and it looks like that was it looked like the slow motion was almost ironic in that moment. And so I, I hope it's treated as an ironic fight. Well, I, I'm going to tell you something. Guy Ritchie, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. He makes the same movie over and over again. And granted, <laughs> it's good. It's a good movie. That one movie that he makes is good and it's enjoyable. But that's okay. I like the way he does boxing. I think he wants to keep boxing as like a theme in his movies. And I thought it was really good the way he did it in Snatch, and I'm looking forward to what he's going to do. It's like an homage to Snatch. It's a motif. His, yeah, that's what I'm saying. His movies are all an homage to his other movies, which yes, <laughs> it's all one big movie. But he's not trying to like reinvent the wheel. He's just trying to give you a really good, thick, you know, sort of action. It's a, it's a good, you know, he's... 
It's, it's gonna I be like fun. his movies, you know. It's going to be fun, for sure. For sure. So All right, so let's go on to the next one. I want to. I have some strong opinions, so I'll kick this one off. The uh, Brothers Bloom, oh which is directed by oh, the guy wow. who did uh, Brick, which apparently Brick is a good movie. I've never seen No! It. No, it's not? No! It's we'll, we'll fucking get horrible! We'll get into that. I'm just going to say, The Brothers it's Bloom... It's wrong by that, about that, by the way. It was actually quite good. No, it's not. It's not yes. good at all. It's not good at all. A <laughs> right. noir film set in a high school? That's a cool idea. And that's, that's a recipe good. for horrible. I'm going to tell you what's not, definitely not a cool idea. You have no taste, there, Dave, by the there's way. A, there's a little rule that filmmakers should follow that uh, no one can make a Wes Anderson film as good as Wes Anderson can. So you think they'd figure that out by now? <laughs> don't yeah, and and sometimes Wes Anderson doesn't make a good mo- a movie that's as good as a Wes Anderson film. So <laughs> you, you need to take that in consideration and don't make a movie that tries to be a Wes Anderson film. Which this movie, I really liked it better when it was the Darjeeling Limited, and, it, and I hated and the Darjeeling Limited. I like the Darjeeling Limited, and both movies star what's his name? Adrian Brody. Adrian, Adrian Brody, Brody, who's apparently a real dick in real life. Um, <laughs> But it's basically it's the same movie just with more bank robbing. Um, yeah, it's so. it's it's crap. Yeah, you got any other opinions on that, David? Well, yeah, I've I've heard the I've heard a lot of reviews of it, and it's exactly what you just said that it's it's they're just trying to do a Wes Anderson movie, trying to be and, quirky and yeah, which is kind of pathetic too because like it's if someone tried to do like a Scorsese movie. Then you're kind of like, all right, that's okay because you know Scorsese's been around for a while. It's kind of like someone showing, you know, their love of Scorsese movies. But Wes Anderson hasn't been around that long, so it's just it's so like boring to do that right now. Right, it's like biting. It's like biting off. Instead of like an homage to his style, it's more of like just ripping off the style. I was gonna say the word homage, but I'd already said it once, and I, I'd, I thought it'd be annoying if I said it. You can that. you can throw that one in as many times as you want. If we're talking about yeah, movies, it's homage, fine to do an homage, but that at this point you can't do an homage to something that's like literally happening right now. Yeah. Word. Benjamin Bratt is not amazing. <laughs> not amazing. Was he in that movie? No, but I do like what's his face. Actually, I'm not sure if I still like him anymore. But uh, what's his? It, what, what's the other guy in that? Um, Benjamin Bratt. No, that's no. Mark Ruffalo. Mark oh, Ruffalo. Mar- oh, they're the same guy. <laughs> it's not. That's not the, same, the same guy. guy. Benjamin they're Bratt like was on Law and Order years ago. Yeah. Benjamin Bratt. Guy. Nobody. He can't get on on a movie for any amount of money. You're right because I, Mark. I, 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 Oh shit! Oh, sh- Technical difficulties. Sorry about that. <laughs> There's a reason Men- Benjamin Bratt cannot get on movies now, and that's because Mark Ruffalo is filling the awkward, smushed face, you know, mildly good acting position. Mark <laughs> Ruffalo's voice is really annoying, but it worked really well in that movie Zodiac. Like, I don't His know if you guys saw that. Really that was annoying. a good movie. I like that movie. I like that movie. Yeah. Did you say my face is annoying? No, I said Mark Ruffalo's face is annoying. Oh. <laughs> Your yeah. face is annoying. So let's let's move right. on to the next yes. one, which is called Death Race. No. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking so, about? Uh, I'm talking about Gamer. Gamer. <clears throat> oh. Where um, it's set in 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 a future where a dystopian um, future. Yeah, convicts are you know injected mentally with some computer chip that allows them to be controlled by somebody who is playing a game and if you if you win the game you know x amount of times then you're going to be released from prison and these kids roll in and they they're literally playing 
as the human being who is being controlled and you know you're you're it's a first person shooter but literally a first person shooter so um i saw it the first time when it was called death race it was actually called running man first (laughs) yeah right it was called running man and you're correct yeah yeah. I think I'm going to go see this movie. <laughs> uh, at least you're being honest. <laughs> well, I mean it's and and here it's going to it's going to introduce, you know, once again another topic on cable news networks about whether or not this is, you know, video games are too violent, whatever, whatever you know, and they're going to get on video games point. leading children to kill convicts. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm going to have to admit that I'm probably going to wind up seeing this too because my girlfriend really likes uh, Gerard Butler, the lead dude in that. Yeehaw. <laughs> and so I'm probably going to have to go see it. But I've never seen so many explosions in one trailer. <laughs> one trailer, yeah. I thought the movie was going to be called Explosion. Explosion, the, explosions, the, movie. the explosions will be a character in and of themselves in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Be, we got to ask Explosion, what does he think? Well, we don't, we don't have any dialogue, so let's just have another explosion. It's yeah. just, I hate it. That trailer by the end felt it was so dramatic and so serious, and it's just the ridiculousness of what you were seeing with the like the um, the tone of drama that they were using. It was just too much. It's just trying too hard. Like if they'd have been a little bit tongue in cheek with it, it might might be a little bit better, but. It's pretty ridiculous. And you have the dude from Dexter who stole Philip Seymour Hoffman's voice. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> yeah. The guy sounds just like Philip Seymour Hoffman at all times. He's he's creeping around doing all sorts of weird stuff. So it might be kind of cool to see him doing like a crazier character. Yeah. The, uh, the next movie is uh, More Than a Game. Oh, boy. And uh, this one tells – this is a documentary, and it tells the story of the high school basketball team that LeBron James was on. LeBron! LeBron! Was on – amazing. Uh, uh, I don't know what year he was – what years he was in high school, but – It was uh, – what, he graduated 2000s. in 03. Yeah, so um, – and it tells the story about these, I guess, five friends that were on the team together, and they're, they're – LeBron James is such a constant reminder that I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's like 14, and he's like, I'm a billionaire. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's the, 24 years old. Yeah, he's old. 24. Um, the, uh, it's the story of them, these guys trying to win the national championship, national high school basketball championship, which I didn't even know there was a national high school basketball championship. But but it's not just that. I mean, it's a, I mean yeah, it, tell, it talks about that team, because the cool thing about that team is that they played AAU together, and then they decided, as the five of them, they decided to go to the same high school. Uh, you know, and it was, and and so it was those five that wanted to do that, and they were that, you know, they were together since they were like ten years old, you know, and none of them really seemed to have, you know, that good of a life, whatever, whatever, you know, and so, um, that was, you know, that goes into the title of the movie. That's more than just a game, and and that's what I thought was really cool is that they decided to go to the same high school together, and then they, you know, I don't even know if they won or not, you know, which I'm not going to try to find out before I watch the movie. Yeah, it, it looks to me like I mean that that whole style of documentary or whatever is and and sports movie in general is kind of the same formula over and over again it seems like but it looks like they're going to it's going to be a little bit different than you think, you know. Like it's not I just like was, struggling with adversity or whatever, but what out of saying? all those trailers, that was the best one. 
of, of all, I, I really, I don't even really like basketball, and I don't really care about LeBron James. But after watching that trailer, I actually really want to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting was this, like, were there, were there only teams of five? I don't get it. Like, was there a, a more of a team behind them, or were they just? Well, like, yeah, I mean, there's more of a team, but that's the starting five. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you, I mean, when you start a basketball game, it's only five guys on each team on the court. There's more guys on the bench. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was getting, I was getting hyped up when I watched that, uh, that trailer, man. I was getting a little bit, it was getting a little dusty in a few spots. It's like, wow. <laughs> It's like this. Well, this is really gonna inspire me. But yeah, I was thinking while I was watching, I was like, man, I think that somebody who didn't like basketball might like this movie. The only problem is that if you've seen anything on LeBron James, you already know this story. Like I knew everything in the trailer already. I didn't. So know. I'm, That's I'm, the thing. I'm, I didn't know it. I, but I, I mean, like he just I don't did know anything about it. Like, okay, well, I guess I'm just a bigger fan of the NBA than you guys are. Bigger I'm not fan a fan. Of LeBron, so. Riding LeBron's coattails. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I was high, I was a little bit more connected to the LeBron hype because I had just graduated high school a year before he did. And so when there was all this hype around him, I was like, oh, this guy's only a year younger than me. He's about to be me. I mean, he signed a $10 million contract for Nike. Or it was what? It was $100 million or it was $10 million for I guess once you have that many zeros behind the one, it doesn't really matter. But before he even played but in the NBA. i got to stop. you got to stop for a second. I just have to tell you what just happened. What? Oh my god. My roommate's cat just shit in my t-shirt drawer. <laughs> oh my god. He just got in my t-shirt drawer. Is it his name like Chevy? What his name is uh is uh Chrysler. Like, oh, Chrysler. Chrysler. And he yeah. just shit in my t-shirt drawer. <laughs> what the what the fuck? Asshole. When you gotta go, man. I couldn't I... stop him because the court. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get to him in time. <laughs> Asshole. Well, there you go. For the good I of guess, the show. I guess he doesn't like LeBron James. <laughs> he shits on LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, Chrysler could beat LeBron in one on one. No, yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see the uh, document. I don't uh, see. For me, I don't think it's going to be that much different than most of the other sports documentaries I've seen. But the the newer generation of sports documentaries, like Gunning for My Number One Spot or uh, Kobe Doing Work, you know, I mean, but I'm still yeah, going to watch well, it. I, it's right? interesting to me that they're focusing on all five guys, but only one of them is the superstar. You know what I mean? Like most of the time you'd see a movie like that, and it would just be about LeBron James, and it wouldn't yeah. be about the other guys. And it looks like they're, the other guys are going to get somewhat equal billing on it. It's kind of the well, story of all of them. You it's know? more than a documentary. And it also looks like some of them put on weight. <laughs> right getting fat i wonder yeah. if they're in lebron's entourage now like well that's the thing part of what lebron did is that he fired his publicist and his manager and he brought his friends on to do the work so and those that, guys work with him now i don't know if it's specifically those guys or not i know it's his best friends from when he was younger so i've got to assume naturally that it's those guys but it was uh, from that 60 Minutes interview that he did, which was really good, whatever. Um, and it talks about him firing all the professionals and hiring all his friends. And that, like, everybody balked at that. And that. But yet, you know, you see him now, and he's doing great. You know, he's got a great business model behind his, his, you know, his name. Yeah. So, whatever. Enough about that one. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, whatever Works, the uh, new Larry David movie. 
uh, directed, directed by Woody Allen. Right. What I don't like about these Woody Allen movies is I always feel like, and I, I guess this is the point, but it just bothers me. I feel like someone's always doing an impression of Woody Allen. It's always kind of like <laughs> the lead guy. Yeah. He's always kind of acting like Woody Allen. And I just think that's really annoying. That's really, like, I hadn't noticed that, but that's, you're, you're, you're spot on with that, I think. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, Woody Allen, a, a lot of people revere him. I have never been a big fan of his, especially his most recent stuff. Like, I just, it doesn't interest me at all. Oh, you only like his old I stuff. I only like his old stuff, but I don't even like his old stuff that much. I just, that I don't Vicky like Christina it. Barcelona movie wasn't that bad. Yeah, I just, I didn't see it. I just can't. Oh. <laughs> but but I will say that I'm I'm interested in this, but I don't know if it's because I haven't seen a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm and like I'm not I mean because he's playing somewhat of the same character he plays in Curb Your Enthusiasm, he's, Larry David. Yeah, he's, he's taken Curb Your Enthusiasm and mixed it with impersonating Woody Allen. Yeah, but I'm kind of interested in it. It looks kind of good to me, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm even gonna bother with it because I I like Curb Your Enthusiasm so much, and watching the trailer just kind of disappointed me. I was like, because uh, he's not he, he's not as misanthropic in this movie as he is in. Curb your enthusiasm. So I don't, I don't know. What I really like about Curb, I think, is going to be stripped in whatever works and infused with some, you know, movie magic. See, I don't have that sort of frame of reference because I have only watched a couple episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might go see it, or I might rent it. it might be a rental. Um, and uh, so we're ready to go. The last movie. Did you watch this one? Groove, uh, the yeah. one that Tom suggested. What Tom? What is the name of that movie? I watched the trailer, but I cannot remember what the name of that movie. Oh, you guys, oh the uh, Daniel J. Lewis one. Yeah, yeah. the musical. Oh, with Daniel it's Lewis. called Nine. Nine, yeah. right? The le- the the word, not the number. Like yeah, the, the number nine and is a is a Tim Burton produced like um, animated thing. But nine, yeah, see, I thought nine. that's what it was going to be because I, I I'm on. Uh, I follow Kevin Smith's Twitter feed, and he was hyping up this Nine movie with Daniel Day-Lewis, and so I watched the trailer. I didn't yeah. even know that you had suggested it. And I'm a huge fan of Daniel Day-Lewis. I am, too. But, yeah, as anyone probably should yeah. be, because it's just like amazing what that guy does. And I heard he was doing a movie, but it's always like you're never sure. And then this trailer came out, and it's like a big musical. It's done by the guy that did Chicago and everything. I will definitely go see it because it's going to be some kind of event, but I don't know how it's going to end up being. Like Fergie's in it, even so. Fergie's yeah. in it. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's amazing. Shaw. Fergie is in it. Yes. Yeah. So, so Fergie claims to be like 25 years old or some shit. That she's 45 years old. I swear. You ever seen her face? She's hot. Like handbag. She is not she's hot. hot. She is not hot. She's hot. She's got that Mickey Rourke face, like yeah, a bunch exactly. of whole wallets sewn together kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's no, hot. but Fergie also has an unbelievable um, uh, ass. I guess I, I feel bad talking about this stuff, but yeah, she's she has a kind of amazing. Body. I just I saw the picture of her where she peed herself on stage, and that was just it for me. It was hot. Obviously, uh, yeah, you you're into that sort of stuff, I guess, but. <laughs> Uh, that did have a strange mix of revulsion and attraction all in the same thing. Oh, it just revolts. It just—it was revulsion <laughs> for me. But back to this movie. Um, I know it's gross, but I can't stop looking at it. Kind of. Looks <laughs> like the stand. What? See, I, I'm not a big fan of movie musicals. I like seeing musicals on stage. 
yep. but I don't I don't know. I, I I like Daniel Day Lewis, uh, but I just don't know if I'm gonna like this movie or not. I don't know what to think of it. What about you? I as well. I mean I've um I've I've seen a lot of musicals <laughs> and um and it's probably the softest part of me is uh is my just un uh, unconditional love for everything musical. However, are you serious? I, I, Wait, are you yeah, serious? Yeah, really? serious? you yeah. Well, you, you have no. a theater background, so I mean, uh, there's that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, love I did it. plays with you, but were you in any of the musicals? No, because I can't sing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but so, you were I mean, exposed to that more frequently because because of your theater. Background. Yeah, I mean, sure, but there's, I mean, it's also, I mean, like the second that somebody starts singing and it's good, I just start to cry, man. I mean, for real. <laughs> that's soft. <laughs> it almost makes, like, it makes me it makes me tear up a little bit. Think I cry, I don't like cry like cry cry, but I like tear up like you get, it gets dusty. The, yeah. Not just because of the story, but it's just beautiful. And then like funny musicals too, like they're great. I guffaw and slap my knee at like the producers. I've seen that play. I've I've seen it like seven times on stage. But then I saw, I watched it once on the TV, like the movie version of it, and I was like, "Oh God!" You know, so I don't I don't think that a stage musical can transcend into the movies, and and keep its you know whatever it is that the producers happens. was a movie first. Well, okay, great, but it's better on stage. Yeah, no, totally. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about like classic old movie musicals, like Singing in the Rain and stuff? Yeah, yeah so, well, that stuff's good too. No, yeah, I guess I'll have to backtrack a little bit. I mean, bit. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not that into that either. Like, I've had to watch a lot of those movies in film school and stuff, um, or film criticism classes, and I like them okay, but it's not something I just want to sit down and watch. You know, like I just don't. Uh, it, it's just weird for me. Like, I like watching musicals on stage. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of them, but I do like watching musicals on stage. But it's just the movie thing. I don't know. Yeah. Dave, have, have you ever seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? No, that's a good one. Okay, I'll, I'll put that on my. I'll put that, put that on, on your list. go-to musical list. Like, yeah, put that in your <laughs> put that in your queue. That's on my so far. Next time I make the travel on the Oregon Trail all the way back up to New York City, I'll have to go see it. So, Did you ever see Alter Boys? By the way, Tom, since you're up there. Alter Boy? No, actually. Oh, um, man. Coming from Catholic school, you're going to love it. Yeah, enough about that, because we're losing listeners by the second when we talk about musicals. I'm going to say that, yeah, I like Daniel Day-Lewis, whatever, whatever, and I like musicals, but I'm really concerned about this, being that it's a, a movie. And But, however, watch this trailer, because, I mean, it's I mean it's about dude, you know, movie director. I can't remember his name now, but there's like, it's just, I mean, he's just being hounded by women. Well, that's Just the point of nine it. women that sort of run his life. It looks like it, it, it. I mean, it might be really successful, or it might be a complete mess. Is what I'm thinking. You know, like yeah, it's going to be one or the other. Yeah, so, it's not going to be in between. Yeah, sure. it's not going to be like just some mediocre thing. But it's, it, you know. what I like about it is, it's going to be something to see. You know what I mean? You at least know you're going into something you may not have seen before. It right. Good, it does look bad. different. Yeah. But and Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, I can't think of a movie he's been in that I didn't like, so. Yeah, exactly, my God. <laughs> in the name of the Father, poof. <laughs> that movie would blow your hair back. How about Last of the Mohegans? 
Whoa. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that one. No? Can you imagine getting scalped? It, oh, God, scares the life out of me. When they attack all the, like, the red coats in that line, when they're just walking along and yeah. they walk right and up to someone chopping and chopping through them, the yeah. Oh, can you imagine? I would just start screaming. I would immediately evacuate all my bowels. <laughs> We're catching these things? <laughs> and then I'd be off the boat. <laughs> well, um, it's been good to have you on, Tom. Yeah, thanks we're, so much for having me on, guys. Been yeah, thanks. Be interested uh, to see what the reactions are. Once again, you can get contact us twitter.com backslash ioltos. You can email us your reactions to us having a guest on, a guest star, professional comedian Tom Sibley. His website is thetomsibley.com, and you can email us at ionlyliketheiroldstuff at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, whether or not we should have him back on and try somebody else in the future. Next week, we might not be able to update until Tuesday because I will be driving from Knoxville to Raleigh on Monday. So we'll either record on Sunday night or Tuesday afternoon, or it may be a while Actually, considering I might not have internet when I get up there, right we may have that. to take a week off or something. But um, ah, that's gonna we'll suck. Let you, we'll let you know. But uh, Tom, what you will. You gonna do? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, Tom, you, you willing to come back someday? I would love to. Yes, but yeah. check your reviews first and see if people actually like. Give Tom, give Tom a letter grade. Yeah, and we'll use that. We'll use the average of that to determine. Do people actually when, write comments if, anywhere? Like, do like two people do? Yeah. Well, actually, no. This past week, we had a uh, several emails. Yeah, we, we like we got a we got a comment from a guy today that was just like that doesn't know anything about us and just listens to co- uh, video game podcasts and found our podcast and really liked it. So that was pretty cool. I'm gonna have to go check the email. Yeah. I only check the email like once a week, and uh, yeah, I mean we've we've had over a thousand downloads, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that and people are leaving us leave us a review on iTunes. It. And uh, Tom, maybe you can link uh, link to us from your site. I'm gonna I'm gonna as soon as as soon as it's up, it's gonna be linked right up to my site. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show, Tom. Thank and, you very much for having me, guys. Yeah. Break a leg, and we'll see you at the combination pizza hut and Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Pizza Hut. Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Taco Bell. One, one, two, three, four.